Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about the heavy lifting that is the actual spiritual path. But before we get into all that, if you'd like to support the ongoing creation of the Infinite Spark of Being, there are multiple ways to do so, all of which can be found on the website, theinfinitesparkofbeing.com. Uh, there's a donation link where you can either donate monthly through Patreon or a one-time fee for whatever amount through Venmo. Both of these things help me out greatly. Uh, there are also links to purchase apparel, prints, or one of the first two Infinite Spark of Beam books. Uh, third one on its way. Really happy with it. By the way, there's a new t-shirt up there. It says Illuminati member inspired by all of the accusational, accusational, all the accusations I get in DMs. They're a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thanks. My reptilian overlords. Thank you. Uh, so here we are, the heavy lifting of the spiritual path. Let's get started. Okay, so let's go back over a few things before we get too deep. Uh, first of all, um, there is a spiritual anatomy. And according to the Vedic literature, the thing I personally subscribe to, it goes like this. It's the duty of the human incarnation to recognize its true identity as the soul or a soul, um, Atman or the true self with a capital S. It is then the duty of the soul, Atman, or true self to recognize its true identity as God, Param Atman, or Brahma. Um, now, there's also the subtle body, which travels from birth to birth with the soul, uh, and it could, for our intents and purposes, be understood as the mind, or more accurately, the subconscious mind. Or we could understand it as our curriculum or our samskaras that become our karma. Uh, FYI, samskaras are mental impressions and grooves. Uh, these impressions or grooves, um, it's what leads to our karma. Think of them as our neural pathways. Now, if you remember, karma is the predisposition of the mind to attraction and aversion. Our attractions and aversions are habits. Our neural pathways are our attractions and aversions, and none of it is objectively good or bad. It's simply opinions. Um, think of it like this. Uh, water leads to hydration, and a lack of water leads to dehydration, cause and effect. Let's say that I have an attraction to water, but I hate feeling hydrated. Um, if that's the case, I consider this situation to be bad and therefore believe that I have bad karma because I am so attracted to water. Um, now, obviously, I'm not going to go through all of the variations, but you get it. So think of your karma as your, um, your kind of like your day-to-day -day stuff. Like, uh, should I drink water? Shouldn't I drink water? Now, your samskaras are the deeper psychological things or neural pathways that get you into these situations where you have to make these sorts of decisions. Um, and this is the subtle body. 
And here is where we begin to kind of understand karma yoga. Coming into union with God or the divine through our day-to-day life, through simply being alive. Now, as I say that, some of you believe that that means that you'll have an experience with something, uh, with something special, uh, some sort of vision or experience that might, um, that might be the case. You might have that at the grocery store. I don't know. But the point is that you, you learn that this is it. Simply being a thinking, participating human is a divine spiritual experience. You're not supposed to not have this experience. This is not a mistake. This is lawfully correct. It's the saying, what you resist persists. And so many people resist and resent their life as a human. They think uh, it would all be better if only these people understood the truth uh, that I understand. Or they say, uh, you know, they say things like, if only it were this way, we'd all be happy and everything would be good. And that's simply not true. That leads me to suggesting you go listen to the episode on grace. Don't send me that email. Just go listen to that episode now that you're upset. Um, Like, I don't watch those nature is metal videos because I like seeing a baby moose (laughs) get eaten by a bear. In fact, I hate it. It hurts, but I watch it because I need to understand that this has to take place unless I want to see a starving bear. This is how a bear eats. It eats you asshole first while you're alive. And it's all lawful. Your life works the same way. This doesn't mean that we don't act or do, but it does mean that we can at least become curious about the pain and discomfort of life. Uh, What it does mean is that we can be present to bliss and pleasure without needing to maintain it, prolong it, and cling to it. Uh, It means that in the face of pain, pleasure, discomfort, and death, we can be happy. Happiness and pleasure are two different things. Remember that happiness is not hopeful. It is present. Uh, It's now and it's wise. It knows the way things move and change will always be constant. That change will be a thing. That's happiness. It just moves with these things. Now, pleasure, however, is hopeful because it creates a false uh, false policy that things should um, always be a certain way or uh, morality that things should always be a certain way, right? It's a false belief that something will always be ready to be indulged in. And then when the pleasure isn't there, there's disappointment. Pleasure tries to predict the future. Uh, it's, It's the first two noble truths. Life is fundamentally dissatisfying and grasping and clinging is the root cause of that dissatisfaction or suffering. Um, Pleasures are kleshas. Uh, These are things that kind of, you know, they fog the mind, they cloud the mind, they confuse us and draw us out of happiness and contentment. They take us off the path and confuse us. Um, But hmm, for me... Uh, The real problem, in my opinion, of course, is that it's all lawful and spinning from one source, meaning that it's all emanating out of one thing, one place, one fountainhead. But we pretend, for the sake of the ego, that it's all different and there's a good and evil and a right and wrong and a heaven and a hell when it's all just karma. Um, Hell is only hell if you hate heat. 
and I happen to enjoy heat. <laughs> I, I run in it all the time. Um, but why did I say ego? Why the ego? Because, because of reality testing, right? Ego is personal importance, personal opinions, and reality testing because of... Well, reality testing means that you believe or your ego believes that you are a separate something in the universe. Um, and that belief is vital for the ego's existence, which isn't a bad thing. Just know that it's happening, right? Even in the, uh, the, even the breakdown in the Kabbalistic text, uh, the Sefer Yetzirah, known as the Book of Formation, it's all rooted in the same source. It all spins out from one thing. The Demiurge is part and parcel with Sophia. Like It's all this, this one thing. It's all coming from somewhere. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells Arjuna, having an equal mind in pain and pleasure, gain and loss, victory and defeat, uh, engage in battle and thereby you will not incur sin. It's equal vision. I realize that some of you will take that way too far and say something stupid, but that's fine. Uh, pleasure and pain, I know, not the same thing, but hopefully, you know, those of you that get it, did the homework, you get it. I'm not here for the rest of you idiots. But it also goes back to not being attached to the outcome, meaning that what you do, uh, you do what you do without attachment. You try, you work, you do your best, and you let the chips fall where they may. Again, it doesn't mean that you don't try. It just means that, you know, you do your best. Like, I will push as hard as I can, right? Um, sadness comes and you don't fight it. You sit with it. You allow it to work its way through you. Um, happiness comes and you allow it. You're present for it instead of worrying about maintaining it and prolonging it. Um, you know, you do that so much with happiness that you end up missing it. And in the missing it, you kind of crave more of it. You crave what you believe you missed out on, which you kind of did miss out on. So the heavy lifting of uh, the spiritual work or the spiritual path is that you're here for it. All of it. Uh, the pain and gain loss, fame, shame, blame, all of it. It's all the work. The work of not pushing so hard that you fall forward and get impaled or pulling so hard that you fall back and get crushed. The work is finding that gray area, um, that space in the middle, right? Right effort, skillful effort. Um, heartbreak, discomfort, suffering, sadness, old age, sickness, death. It comes for everyone. It's the process of the precious birth, the human birth. It's called the precious birth for a reason. And uh, the sooner you learn to find contentment, happiness, and peace in the midst of the chaos and pain of being in a body with all of its emotional waves and psychological discomfort, the sooner you can begin to truly experience life, your birth, and what is essentially the spiritual path. Because that's it this is it. You won't step onto the path, whatever the path is, and suddenly not experience discomfort and pain. On the contrary. In fact, you experience more of it because you stop pushing it away. You take it, you accept it, and you transmute it. You get curious. It's like, you know, sitting with my mom when she's dying. It's, it's sad, but I got all of it, right? I probably experienced more sadness than, say, her aunt who, or my aunt, her sister who just died. Fun fact, um, 
the one I told the story about the aunt that um, came in and tried to talk my mom into going into the light. You know, when my mom wasn't like ready to die yet. But um, she supposedly died the other day and they pronounced her dead. And then at shift change, the new nurse came in and said, she's not dead. So they had to call us back. Yeah. Weird. Um, but with my mom, I experienced full sadness. I didn't turn it into anger like some people did. I just was sad. You know, so you start to live fully. Um, you know, I uh, don't know if I'm capable of infatuation, you know, but, you know, as far as like interpersonal love, romance, stuff like that, like I'm here for it. You know, the potential for pain is there. <clears throat> I don't try to guard anything. I just, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to lean in. You know, um, it's worth it. The pain is worth it. And one day it'll be awesome. And that'll be worth it, right? So anger, great, right? Uh, sadness, okay. Happiness, let's take the ride. Um, now you're living. Now you're participating in the spiritual work, the curriculum of the soul, the subtle body. Now you're addressing karma and working through your samskaras. And that's what it's all about. That's karma yoga. That's yoga, right? It's, there's all of these superfluous, or not superfluous, but like kind of tendrils, like meditation and hatha yoga and yada, yada, yada. But ultimately being here is it. You're, you're doing it right now. It's not easy. It's not supposed to be. That's the work. That's the heavy lifting of the spiritual path. Not spirituality, which isn't it, right? The tuning forks and the fucking whatever. It's all fun, but it's not like the real work. Like a tuning bowl isn't going to bring your loved ones back. It's not also not going to make you less sad. Hopefully if you're doing it, doing it right, this singing bowl really puts you in your sadness. You know, that you stop turning away from it. They say tuning bowl? Oh, fuck. You know what I'm talking about. So that's it for now. Um, my intention as... Real quick. Um, you, when you listen to those journals, you see that I get angry. I get upset. I feel things. I don't make rash, irrational, crazy fucking decisions. But that's it. Like, I'm Keith. We I talked briefly in one of those episodes about personality that I've stopped resisting Keith like this is the incarnation do I work on it absolutely but it does have some stuff that's kind of how I got my karma and that's okay and I'm gonna work through it um but like I said you know I'd like to hopefully shed light on things give you something to consider um, if you'd like to support this thing that I'm doing, you can do that through the website, infinite spark of being or I'm sorry, the infinite spark of You can purchase books, prints, apparel, uh, donations, whatever. It's all really appreciated. I'd love to do more of these, but, um, work is a motherfucker and it's long. So, um, remember we know each other. Stop acting like you don't know me. 
We've been doing this a long fucking time, man. We're old friends. I love you. Reach out. Say hi. I'm here. Hi.